This episode is dedicated to Nolan Lawson Fan Club. Welcome back to The Toast. In this episode, I traveled to Seattle to meet up with my friend Nolan Lawson. Nolan is a program manager for Microsoft Edge and maintainer of open source libraries such as PouchDB. Before moving to Seattle, he was regular speaker at JavaScript meetups in New York. I always thought speaking was something he's been doing for a long time, but I found out he started speaking when he moved to New York two years ago. Well, I remember what happened was that、uh, I moved to New York and I didn't know anybody. <laughs> and my first thought when moving, I, I've moved around a lot. And so whenever I move to a new city, my first thought is okay, I'll go on meetup.com and I'll, I'll find some nice meetups you know, with people who have similar interests to me and I'll go hang out with them. And、uh, I, I landed and I looked at meetup.com and I just typed in JavaScript. And what immediately came up was the plethora of options that, <laughs> that we have in, in,、uh, in New York City. Like Queens.js and JerseyScript and Brooklyn.js. I saw there was a lot of hubbub on Twitter about these events. So I was like, ah,、oh, I want to go to one of these. So、uh, I went to Queens.js. I think I actually went to the first Queens.js ever, just as an attendee. And I loved it. It was amazing. And so the week after that,、uh, I went to JerseyScript and I applied to be a speaker and they let me speak. Nolan is a very active member of open source community. His first invitation to conference was through his work in open source. My first conference talk, I think, was Edge Conference in, in 2015. It's a conference about cutting edge web technologies, and it's,、uh, it's where people go to discuss polyfills and upcoming browser APIs. And、uh, I went there as an independent developer at the time. What they did was they just got together basically all the major IndexedDB polyfill authors and got us all together in a room. So it was just really neat to get us all up on stage and talk about IndexedDB and browser storage. One thing I really like about Nolan's presentation is that he's really good at explaining technical concepts on stage. I often get lost watching conference talk. I don't know if this ever happened to you, but that moment you are sitting in the conference room and thinking, this sounds really cool, but I don't know what I'm looking at. Nolan's talk doesn't do that. He says the speaker should care more about experience of the audience. I think a lot of people make mistakes when making presentations that they, they pack too much detail on it, just way too much detail. And I think what that stems from is it stems from the, the difference between the experience of writing a presentation versus the experience of watching a presentation. So when you're writing it, you have the laptop screen right in front of your face and you can see you know, high resolution and it's, it's nice and quiet usually when you're working on it, so you're focused and you feel like it's okay to put a lot of detail. On this page. But then the problem is, then that gets blown up on a gigantic screen. It may be dark. Maybe the resolution isn't so great. And then now it's a totally different experience than, than when you were authoring it. So you have to keep that, that user experience in mind as you're building it. It's, it's actually it's very similar to building a web page. When thinking about how much information to put on a slide, Nolan had strong policy about how much code to be shown on the screen. Well, I guess I just kind of realized that when I thought about what kind of technical talks I enjoyed myself, it wasn't the ones where there was 20 lines of code up on the screen and the speaker just kind of walked through it step by step. Like, I don't think that's the right format for that, you know? Like, especially with the kind of meetups and conferences that, that I would go to in New York, like, oftentimes it would be at a bar, it would be. Uh, it'd be dark, like maybe I'd be sitting at the back of the room and I'd only be able to see the top 
half of the screen. So it, it doesn't make sense to put 20 lines of code up on a screen. So my personal policy is I might put up three lines of code in gigantic font, and I don't expect the audience to read it because I, I, I would hope that the content of the, the talk would be the, the, like, like the content of, of, of what I'm actually saying would be the thing they'd focus on, not necessarily the slides. The meetup at a bar where only half of the slide is visible is the meetup I organize called Brooklyn.js. It probably is the least professional venue for technical talk. It's actually good because it gives you, it, it forces you to use a lot of discipline when you're building your slides for Brooklyn.js. Like you really have to make sure that like the, the content of the talk can carry it, that you don't even need the slides. And that also, you know, you're putting the important stuff in the center of the slides and you're not putting like some important detail on the very, very bottom. Nolan makes his slide in the browser using HTML, CSS, and JavaScript. He even gave a talk in a t-shirt that says the team web. I also make slide in browser because it was really easy for me to embed demos. I decided to do it out of principle. It's like, you know, we build for the web. Let's build our presentations on the web. I, I love the way you do it, too. You built your own presentation yeah. software, right? Like your own framework. Maybe not the clever idea, but... No, your, your slides are amazing, and they always have great, great interactivity. Like, like, you always really milk the browser when you do presentations. Like, you do the kind of presentations that you could not do outside of the browser. And that's what I really like to see. I mean, whether you're making your own JavaScript framework for presentations or if you're just using Reveal.js, like, actually having interactive demos, you know, having code pens inside of there doing like some tricky CSS animations or SVG animations or something. That's what the web is good at. It's, it's perfect for doing presentations. So when we are building slides in browser, is there anything we should keep in mind? There's something that I, I feel really strongly about, which uh, is funny that I don't see a lot of other presenters doing it, which is that, so we have these presentations where we'll have, you know, like a, a reveal JS presentation where one slide will have a beautiful H1, H2 tag, with like really like crisp text, right? And then they go to the next slide and suddenly it's a full bleed GIF. And that GIF is like horrible resolution and really chunky and, and low frame rate and looks ugly, but it's blown up to full size. And then when you look at the presentation on the web, you're downloading this, you know, three megabyte GIF that looks ugly. And I feel like you should be using HTML5 video for that because you can make really high resolution videos, high frame rate videos, and it's super easy to do, you know, on a Mac, you can just use QuickTime to take a screen recording and then uh, convert that with uh, something like FFmpeg to MP4 or WebM. And then it looks beautiful when you're giving a presentation and it's also a smaller file size when people download it after the conference. The ugliest GIF you've ever seen is, big, is bigger in file size than the most beautiful MP4 or WebM you can imagine. Like, it's, it's enormous. On a Mac, I would use QuickTime. On Windows, I use, this is a little trick for Windows, is that you can actually use the Xbox app to screen record any other app. All you have to do is you have to open it up, and you hit Windows G, and then it says, is this a video game? And you just check the little box that says yes, and then you can video record anything. So, and, and then at the end of this, you get a video uh, that, uh, if you convert it with FFmpeg to MP4, because you have to convert from, in the case of QuickTime, you have to convert from MOV. To MP4 or WebM, uh, you can do this with FFmpeg on the command line. I actually have uh, my dot .files repository on GitHub actually has the scripts I use for this. Uh, if anybody wants to borrow it, it's clear Nolan put a lot of effort into his slide, but he also spends a lot of time thinking about content for the talk. 
making material to teach someone is really difficult and something I'm still learning. I wonder if there is any way we can practice for it. Yeah, I would say that the best way to start is to write a lot. I actually find that's the most important thing to do. I started a blog like five, six years ago, and I never got a lot of traffic, but it in the beginning, but it gave me a way to kind of to understand my own thinking inside of my head because I was forced to actually put it down on the page. And then that gave me ideas that then fed into other blog posts that then fed into, oh, there's this interesting open source project and you know, it solves this problem that I've been thinking about and, and maybe I want to contribute to it. And then that would feed into other ideas and then I would end up writing blog posts for the PouchDB blog or on my personal blog or now hopefully soon the Microsoft Edge dev blog. Just think about what problems you're running into in your day-to-day life as a software developer and then think about what learnings you would like to pass on to someone else if they were in your shoes. Like what you'd like to tell yourself two years ago. Like you, you know, you'd, you'd want to go back in time in a time machine and grab yourself by the shoulders and say, don't do this thing, do this other thing. And whatever that is, whatever you're passionate about, you know, write a blog post about that. Because if you can write a blog post about it, you can do a talk about it. Understand your own thinking by writing it down and pass on learnings to someone. I think Nolan passed me some learnings about writing a talk. Next week, I am talking to Justin Falcone. He's a speaker who does this unique talk that is almost a performance art. I think like a lot of people, you know, in our community who do talks, it's like something they, you know, they've been doing tech for a while and they see talks and they think that's like, oh, well, this is something I connect with. I actually kind of came from the opposite direction where I started with talks and then kind of got into tech from there. Like, I am not an educator. I am much more of a, I don't know, like, I'm much more of an entertainer. Post is written, produced, and edited by me. Thank you, Nolan, and thank you for coming back for second episode. By the way, the show is on iTunes now, so if you like it, please rate and maybe write a comment.